Welcome to the future of email. I'm Dr. Matthew Dunn, founder and CEO of Campaign Genius. We help email platforms grow by giving their customers the power of real-time visual media in their email marketing. We believe that email is the critical civil media channel today for business and commerce. This podcast features the leading innovators in email marketing. Stick around to the end. I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on the Cutting Edge podcast on the future of email. Let's go. Hi and welcome. I'm Matthew Dunn, host of the Future of Email Marketing podcast. And I'm delighted to say that my guest today is Massimo Aragoni, CEO of B. Massimo, would you mind doing a quick introduction of yourself and, and your company and your role there? Of course. Thanks, Matthew, for having me on the show. Great to be here. Uh, like you said, uh, my name is Massimo and it sounds like an Italian name. And, and it is. I, I grew up in Italy. And then uh, during my college years, I, I uh, studied at UCLA, and uh, okay. then yeah, that's how I ended up in the in the United States. Met the person that became my wife, and so I moved here not not for business reasons, uh, yeah. uh, but then it became also the place, obviously, where I, I had my career, and and I've been in in product uh, and uh, marketing for for a long time, and I got into email. About uh, 10 years ago or so, uh, I had a company um, that focused on uh, e-commerce software. And uh, e-commerce is you know, so, so close to email for, for so many reasons. Uh, and so that's how I, I got in touch with email space. And after I sold the e-commerce company, I started working for a, an email company called MailUp, an Italy-based uh, company right. that we had done some, some business together. Um, and uh, and so there, I uh, as a product person, I I, I became uh, their their uh, product manager and head of product. And about five years ago at Mailup, we were working on our internal uh, drag and drop email editor, right. and uh, we thought we did a pretty good job. And so we took this product and uh, and put it out on the web to see if somebody wanted to use um, <laughs> a visual builder yeah. separately from whatever tool they were actually sending email with. Right. And um, that was 2014 when we first put out the, the first MVP. Yeah. And people loved it. They started playing with it and that became B. Right. Uh, and the funny thing is B was kind of the internal project name. Best email yeah. editor, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> And so that yeah, and and that's been growing the last uh, several years. I want to delve into uh, to be a bit more because it's fascinating. But first, let's do a, a speed round. We're going to help pe- get people to know you. So first thing off the top of your mind, okay? Cats, dogs, both or neither? I'm a dog. There so, you go. Uh, okay. Yes. Her name of Coco. Coco, cool. Name a favorite place for you. Favorite place? Oh, there's so many. There's so many. I, I love, I love traveling. Uh, but uh, you know, next week I'm going up to Lake Tahoe with uh, with my family. Love that. Nice. Place. There you go. That's Year that's round. a good. That's a good top favorite place. Okay. Uh, two more. One. Name a favorite book or favorite author. There too. Um, there's uh, there's many. So many. Um, so I've been and and I try to read both um, uh, business books and uh, and fiction. Yay. Um, so now I'm reading uh, the one that I'm reading right now. 
Uh, it's a book about uh, product strategy, and uh, write this um, <laughs> it's about yeah, it's it's uh, it's called when coffee and kale compete. It's wow. uh, so that's that's the it's it's a good product strategy book. So it's something to look at in terms of uh, uh, motivations to to, pr- to to purchase. I definitely want to pick your I definitely want to pick your brain about. Uh, about product. Alan Clement, for those of you who are listening, A-L-A-N-K-L-E-M-E-N-T, when coffee and kale compete. Uh, last question, coffee, tea, or other? You know, it, uh, depending on the time of the day, mm-hmm. I, I have a nice coffee in the morning, but then mm-hmm. I switch to tea in the afternoon, and I love it a cup of tea in the afternoon. Okay, okay, okay. Switch hitter. I, I love it. Um, for For full disclosure, I should note, that I'm fortunate enough to to work with uh, with B and with Massimo as uh, as a partner. So I've got some familiarity with the company already, and I love their product and everything about the company. So I thought uh, I thought what a great guest and what a great opportunity to bring a real innovative side of of email software and SaaS more broadly um, in the person of someone with a whole bunch of experience in the space. Um, onto this podcast, um, you talked about B a little bit. It's uh, it's it was an in-house editor that you said maybe other people will use. But I wonder if you could delve a little bit more into um, what I think is quite distinctive about what B brings to the market. You 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 talk to a SaaS company, and one of your options with with the editor is to say we'll become your email editor. That's a that's a mighty big thing for a company to take on one of their key user interfaces to be delivered by someone else. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yes. Well, as a, you build software too, um, and whenever you build any product, you know, you're constantly making a decision on what you're going to focus on. And yeah. it's always a, a make versus buy. And you yep. can't do, you can't build everything. <laughs> and so a lot of marketing uh, applications, CRMs, uh, engagement platforms, you name it, they take care of a lot of things, a mm-hmm. lot of jobs. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the visual builder component may actually not be really their core. core Maybe right. they're an email yeah. platform where they're really good at sending emails and yeah. deliverability, et cetera. So our pitch has always been from the beginning, um, Look, we can give you a user interface that's really good, mm-hmm. and uh, you may be able to save money and time so that you focus those uh, resources on something else that's really core to you. Yeah. And I remember without naming uh, <laughs> uh, a couple of platforms that, I w- that we were not able to sell to, mm-hmm. they, sell, they, they told us the opposite. They said, Okay, the, the visual builder is such a core component to us that I can't mm-hmm. I can't use yours. I have to build it myself, right? Yeah. But so, but the applications for which that is true, mm-hmm. they're very few. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, for everybody else, <laughs> then we can become a good a good a good option. Uh, you know. So they. And 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 I think one of the critical things about the value prop that I love, uh, you know, the, the technology side of it, the fact that it's like. There's a relatively small bit of code inside a SaaS platform, and boom, this this beautiful editor uh, shows up. Um, you know, it's JavaScript and React, if I recall right. Like this whole package comes down and just 
un- unfolds magically inside someone else's platform and and does the job. Like that's terrific. Um, but we're not talking about JavaScript and React innovation. We're going to talk about email. The second thing about the second thing about your platform, and I'm focusing a little bit on the plugin, I suppose. I want to talk about the uh, the other editor uses, but for the plugin as well, it's not like you stopped innovating inside that that plugin. That you're like a platform within a platform, so that the customer that you talked about, who said, you know, okay, I guess we will use yours, keeps having the opportunity to bring new things to their business and, by extension, their customers. Can you can you talk to that a little bit? Because that that to me is a real winner for everybody. Sure. Uh, fundamentally, uh, w- with email, there's been an issue with it for a long, long time that has just to it has to do with empowerment and speed. Yeah. Like a lot of people within an organization actually want to be able to create emails for all sorts of things, for all sorts of reasons. And we send emails at a, as a company, any company sends all kinds of emails for all sorts of reasons. Yeah. And imagine billing emails, HR emails, not just marketing, right? All, all kinds of things. And so there's a lot of people within our organization that, that have been wanting to be able to get those things done without having to wait for weeks, mm-hmm. you know, the litmus reports. And so they say, okay, it takes a company weeks to get an email done. No, that, that cannot be a, a the standard. <laughs> so that's the first thing that B does. It allows a lot of people, non-technical people, to get in and, and go fast. Yeah. Now, depending on what they need to get done, they may need different levels of sophistication of the content. Mm-hmm. They may t- need to reuse content that someone else created. Right. Uh, they might they may need to drag and drop products from a catalog and just right. drop them into an email without having to re-enter the information from scratch. So there's all kinds of um Scenario. And so we've, what we've been doing is building out capabilities so that these applications that embed B within their UI can customize it so that it gets the job done for those people that, that need it. Mm-hmm. And we're embedded now in hundreds and hundreds of applications. Yes. And like I said, it, it's all kinds of things, like from, a, from, a HR, from an HR platform to a CRM for dentists, from, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, Automation uh, for the for a car dealership right. to event management, and so in all of these scenarios, the content that you're creating and the and the the things that you're trying to get done vary quite a yeah. bit. Yeah, and so that's one of the reasons why um, you, we've been able to be a good fit for a lot of different applications. They can customize this yeah. drag and drop yeah. editor to do what they need. Well. To. And 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 I mean it's fascinating. I'll I'll, I'll seize your dentist example because that's awesome. I mean, if if you're a CRM for dentists, um, and I'm gonna pick on one of your favorite recent features in the editor. If you're a CRM for dentists, you might not have the development resource to to say let's allow co-editing where the two people or three people could be working on an email at the same time. Like that's just amazing. But would would it make the cut of the resources for a CRM? company for dentists maybe maybe not but if they're if they're a big customer then they go okay you know should we turn this on for the gold tier because big offices are more likely to have multiple people involved in that whole design and communication process of email like you're you're right. you're bringing innovation into them and jumping across industries to do that and that's a huge value prop seems to me 
Yeah, and 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 also the end user, who says that the content editing experience uh, in a Google Doc yeah. should be different than email? Who, yeah. who says that? Yeah, like yeah. the end user actually will think, no, I actually need kind of the same thing, right? Why, I expect why you... it, right? If I'm a millennial. Right. <laughs> so, so sometimes, you know, we kind of settle on, well, that, that's the way it's been. Mm-hmm. Um, but to the end user, that makes no sense. Yeah. If they're getting used to a certain user experience uh, when creating, you know, a document, for example, mm-hmm. uh, in, in the G Suite, they probably want a similar experience when they're putting together an email or or a landing page or something like that. And so that's also what we're trying to, to do, you know, you bring bring that and you bring that timeframe down for you. You referenced the litmus report that says something like two weeks or something for the average marketing email to get done, baked, approved and all that other stuff. Like, Oh wow. That's painful timeline. And the interesting thing with, with COVID is that some of the things that you used to get done pretty quickly when you were in the same office, if you were, you know, right. you just ask a right. colleague, hey, come over here. Let me, what, 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 do you like this? Do you, is, is that, is this what you wanted? You know, that kind of thing. You can't do yeah. it. Really. Yeah. Look over and, my and, shoulder. Not so easy. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so then things like uh, commenting and co-editing and, you know, being able to, to work together, um, then it becomes even more important. And in fact, there's been an acceleration, you know, of adoption of all yeah, those tools. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm betting. I'm betting. The, the, the other way I look at the, uh, the innovation cycle for a, for a sort of an intimate piece, like here's the editor from someone else, is you, you also open up an opportunity for your customers to sort of switch on innovation at a pace that suits them, separate from developing the innovation. Right. If you're the CRM for a dentist and you say, not everybody's ready for co-editing, but we've got a set of customers that are, it's like a it's like a few minutes decision for them to configure that for that group or class or whatever, as opposed to, you know, investing a year making a bet it's gonna be something that sticks and then <laughs> oops, not after all. Right. I mean, right. you really right. enable you really enable the pace of innovation to be separated from the set of development resources they might have in-house. Exactly. It's a, it's the whole Big concept deal. of the way we use now, uh, the various platforms that we use when we build uh, stuff, right? When we build software, mm-hmm. you, you, you start from a foundation that allows you to do things. And, and so that's what we want to do with B in the content design and content building part, we give you a foundation, a very solid foundation. We had over 36 million sessions of B across <laughs> over wow. 600 applications last year. Like wow. that's an enormous amount of people building yeah. emails and, yeah. you know, and, and pages. And so that also obviously provides us with a, a, a very large amount of feedback. Yep. And so you can count on the fact that this tool will improve and and be a pretty good pretty good tool unless we completely yep. screw up. <laughs> Very and bad so, adjusted. And then you build on it. So you have a foundation, mm-hmm. and then we you build on it. And for example, you've built a great add-on for this tool that allows people that want to build on it to you know to enable additional functionality for dynamic content and etc. And so then they can build things around that and build additional user experiences. And so I'm a big believer in in the concept that 
building applications is really is becoming kind of like a building a house, right? You you don't you don't write everything from scratch. Like yes. you pick and choose the various building blocks, and you put your own style and your own uh, you know value on top of it. I was reading about a study. I think it was in a Simon Wardley post on Medium, and he referenced another study where someone someone actually did the work to say if if we were going to do something fundamental like light bulbs or something it's like what would it cost to actually make a light bulb as opposed to going and buying it off the shelf you know oh for 5 bucks and it was it was thousands because all of the underlying technologies you know refined metal and manufacturing and vacuum and glass and etc cetera, etc cetera, like you think of them as just available but if you were really doing it from scratch I think the aluminum can is another example of that, that someone, someone cited once. Like the first, if there was the only one aluminum can in the world, it would be a manufacturing miracle. And we chuck them in the recycling without thinking about it now. Like, wow. Yeah. So that's the cycle. Hey, you referenced something I did want to hit on a little bit. There was a fork in the road where B became not just an email editor, but a page editor, correct? Yes. And that comes from the fact that, again, when we think of email, those of us that have been in, in the space for a long time, mm-hmm. we we love we love email on it on its on its own because it has all these properties to it. But really, to to the marketer or the publisher, or it's a piece of a larger yeah. equation, right? That yeah. that's uh, and the and typically, if it is a marketing campaign, you'll have an email and you know probably a landing page and some social, right. et cetera, et cetera. Right. Uh, it's fascinating to see, for example, something like MailChimp, you know, the way MailChimp has grown the last uh, four or five years. Uh, they still send uh, an enormous amount of email, but they were listening to their small business customers that said, look, MailChimp, I, I need to do a lot more than email. Yes. And, and so it wasn't them trying to say, okay, how do, we, how do I increase revenue? I'm sure there was that component too, but it's also just listening to a customer that says, you're one piece of a bigger puzzle, give me some of the other pieces of the puzzle because otherwise it, I go nuts trying to find all these pieces. Yeah. So with B, we're kind of responding to that um, because all of the applications that have embedded our email editor started asking for more. They're, they're right. basically saying the same thing. Look, I want our customers to have to have that uh, visual building experience uh-huh. to build other stuff too. They don't. Uh-huh. They don't just need email. They need other stuff. And so gradually, we'll respond to to those additional needs. And and now, presto, you've got a you know the same really easy, fluid experience when you're putting a landing page together that you they might have gotten accustomed to, which conserves the learning curve too, right? If you're yes, you're, you've got a designer who's really used to the to that editor for email. He's like, well, I can use the same one for pages. I don't have to start over or remember that this is different in some way, shape or form. Yeah, that's that's a yeah. huge bit of leverage. And another component to it is, when is a marketing team not in a hurry 
<laughs> and finish a campaign, right? It's a, exactly. it never happens that you go, oh wow, I I have tons of time left. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, <laughs> you know, I, oh wow, the, the, I'm, the campaign is ready and it's, it doesn't need to go out for another week. Like right. that never happens. You're always <laughs> no. in a hurry because yes. you're you're working all kinds of uh, marketing activities. They all make sense. Mm-hmm. You get them out. So by using the same platform to do multiple pieces of content, we're going to enable people to switch from one piece to the other within seconds. Wow. So now you yeah. now you created the the page, mm-hmm. you go turn into an email, yeah. you remove the form, you yeah. change a couple of things and yeah. and, you, and off you go. And that component of s- speed coupled yeah. with empowerment, like I I can get it done and I can get it done fast. Yeah. There's there's tremendous uh uh, potential there because you know it's 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 just a clear reason to exist. Clear, yeah, and 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 you know taking obstacles out of the way and uh, d- addressing the reality of as you said, you know, when's a market or not uh, in in a, in a hurry and 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 time pressed. Um, exactly. There's something implicit in in that in going ahead and addressing what the customers are asking for. There, I, I think we share a bit of a fondness for. Clayton Christensen and jobs to be done, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. And and and, and by the way, the, the book that I told you about uh, earlier it mm-hmm. is a book about kind of the same same concepts. And uh, yeah, the motivations to purchase. You know, why are these people really trying to yeah, get what are they done? Really trying to do it's also, yeah. yeah, like they're 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 just trying to you know go from A to B. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and if it is a, a marketing team going from A to B. A lot of times uh, means getting from, you know, I, I have no assets from my campaign to I've got all the assets ready, and and so um, and there's the other thing that's really powerful about this is that again it's not just marketing. There's a lot of people mm-hmm. that need to get digital content done for all kinds of all kinds of reasons, um, and so this way you're really enabling. Um, a, a large amount of people to do things that earlier they before they couldn't do, or, or it was a lot slower or, or more expensive. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that that we love, for example, is our the hosted version of B. Yeah. Um, is available for free to nonprofits, and and so we have hundreds and hundreds of nonprofits that that use it, and because uh, creating a, a a nice email for a fundraising campaign right it's it's something that that can really make a difference in uh, yeah, in absolutely. the life of a nonprofit and typically those are non-technical people yep um, and they still need to get it done fast and needs to be responsive all of it right and and so um, I love that concept of uh, allowing anyone that needs to get it done to to get it done right and and fast and 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 there's a lot of other applications uh, um, right now that are kind of riding on the same wave. Canva, for example, is a great example of a you know. A yeah, and, uh, what's the one you and I corresponded about? Uh, it's a design tool. Starts with an S. Simpla, Siv, something like that. Um, ah, forgot. Sorry. Um, <laughs> completely, completely lost the thread here. I, d- I did take one of the one of the folks at Campaign Genius and forced him through uh, coding an email template from scratch. Oh wow! Um, oh, <laughs> you know, young d- developer trained, etc. He's like, okay, yeah, that'll be easy. And I said, yeah, uh huh. Um, 
you know, let me know when you're happy with it and, it and it passes all the litmus tests and doesn't break and stuff. And, and I think he started getting why, you know, tools like yours and in a, you know, narrower sense, tools like campaign genius have a value proposition of helping someone do the job. Like if you're a designer, you don't want to learn HTML. You want to put out a beautiful email. The job to be done is put out a beautiful email or create content and you realize how painful the underlying wiring and plumbing and stuff. It's like, you know, it's like the building a light bulb. You don't really want to go into aluminum smelting. You just want to, you know, light up the room and read a book. So the, the tools yeah. that take care of that job for you, value prop goes way up. Um, lateral for a second. Um, you mentioned this early that, that B as a product uh, came out of an email company and you, you had a, uh, an exec role there and still you're still involved as well. Sure. Um, how do those two things play off of each other? I'm uh, as a product person, I'm a huge, huge believer in uh, being the first heavy user of your own stuff. Mm -hmm. And so, and we try to do this as, as much as we can. And so actually, so B is part of a group of companies called mail up group. Mail -up, right. And, it, and, um, there's several divisions of, of uh, the group that all use B. Uh, so MailUp as an email service provider is one of them. That's right. um, there's another company called Akumba Mail, which is a very small business uh, um, email service provider in Spain, uh, wow. also a user, heavy user of, of B, and they're using the landing page side of B too. Okay. There's another uh, company at, at a mail-up group called Datatrix uh, in the Netherlands. It's a marketing, uh, predictive marketing platform. Really? And, and same thing. They, you know, and so the fact that you have within the same group of companies, heavy users of your tool creates that immediate feedback loop. Yeah. Uh, and it was like this from the, from the beginning. So it, it was very helpful. Um, and, uh, and there's no shortcuts. Like, it's not like they have access to some, some, uh, Secret you know, version. different version, right? Yeah. No, no, no. Which also means that if we screw up, we're, they're the first ones to yell at us. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> it's, they're, it's they don't have to be polite. <laughs> yes. That kind of stuff really, really keeps you honest. If you're, if you're serious about it. Yeah. They, uh, my, you know, many decades, you know, uh, decades ago now, uh, career at Microsoft, it was eat your own dog food and dog fooding. And, and yes, there's really no substitute for no, no, no. You got to use it, right? Yeah. You, you make shovels here. You got to use your shovel to dig a hole. Tell me how you can make the shovel better. Um, with, with that, uh, dual footing for you between, um, seeing a ton of SaaS companies, not just email companies, and then also being involved directly with a, with a, uh, you know, email centric, let's say group of companies. What are, what are some of the innovations on the horizon specifically in email that, that, that have your antenna up and like, what's, what's come down the pipe that's got you excited? You know, I thought that the kind of interactivity that AMP provides um, would uh, convince more people to adopt that kind of technology. And in fact, we did some work in yeah. the B editor. In the editor, uh, yeah. You can use um, uh, AMP uh, and, for example, an AMP carousel. Mm -hmm. um, it, hasn't, it hasn't happened as fast as I thought it would happen. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there's all kinds of reasons for it, but... I think there's uh, 
for certain things, for certain use cases, having an interactivity directly in the inbox just makes sense. You know, yeah. replying to a to a comment or saying yes to a calendar. I mean, yeah. for yeah. anybody that uses Gmail and gets those things, it becomes uh, obvious that that's the way you do it. And yeah. so I think there's um, there's room for that for some interactivity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Yeah. That's one. Um, and the other thing that I, that I'm kind of, I think we're going to see some, some innovation and some, some interesting stuff is uh, all the movement that we're seeing right now where journalism is partially moving to email through these newsletters, you yes. know, Substack and yes. Twitter that just got uh, bought review Re- the other day. Review, yeah. It yeah. goes in the direction of um, long form, long form, does so well with email because it lends into your inbox. You can read it later. You can store it. You can really, you can easily find it later. You can even mm-hmm. be offline, you know, mm-hmm. all the good things that we know. Mm-hmm. Um, now I think an evolution of that might be some interaction between you and the journalist and maybe, you know, and, and, and so something that normally you, you, you don't have. Right. And when there are interactions through social, they get out of hand. <laughs> they become, you know, uh, uh, yelling matches, etc. Um, so I, I think if you put that together, maybe with some interactivity in the mm-hmm. inbox, mm-hmm. that could be something. In, there could be something interesting there. Yeah, the old, and, the old, the old, the old Doug's, yeah, the old Doug's got some uh, some run left left in him, and and there's a shift not back to email, but there's definitely a. Uh, seems like there's a renewed interest. I know numbers are up and I don't think it's just, you know, pandemic, uh, I'm not in the office. I've got an email. Um, I, I think there's also, I f- think there's also some renewed interest because after the explosion of social media, there's now a halt, hang on a second. Let's look at this. Let's look at the market structure, the dominant companies, and maybe question whether it solves every case where email is so so directly a connection between company and you know subscriber, company, consumer, company and partners, whatever else. Do you have any uh, any perspective on how you think that's going to unfold over the next year or so? I think for some reason people um, thought that one was the, a replacement for the other, right? And you know that they're in, instead they've always been very very different tools for doing different things and mm-hmm. used uh, use it for different purposes. And, and that's why email never went away. In fact, yeah. as you said, it continues to grow and it, and it will be that way. And, and, you know, the, like we were saying earlier, the, the, the fact that you can store search, uh, read later offline, all these things are fundamental to one of the reasons why you use the inbox as a, uh, go-to place, yeah. you know, and where you yeah. can actually find stuff, etc. cetera. Uh, and many, many people still use their inbox as sort of even a to-do list. You know, like I keep at the top the things that I need to get, like, uh, how you can't do that on Twitter. Like, it's <laughs> right. But it's not bad, good. Or the, the thing that, that some people lost over the years, it's, it's not good or bad. It's not one is the evolution of the other. Yeah. No, yeah. they get done completely different jobs to go yes. back to the, yes. you know, what you're yeah, saying. Jobs to so be if done. you accept that, then, um, and some people may not need, uh, you know, those, uh, those 
those jobs to be done, and therefore they may not use one or the other. But most of us actually use both most for different both. reasons. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, and in general, I actually don't think that email is a particularly great tool for acquiring right customers although some people still try to use it for that but mm. you you very quickly go into spam and and yep. you know and like okay don't bug me don't don't you know i never <laughs> asked i never yeah. asked you to contact me all that stuff that's that's clearly not what yeah uh, email is for whereas uh social it's it's much better for discovery and you know you you see something and catches your attention and like you're you're much more ready to discover new things there yeah. than you are when you're in your inbox. Well, and in social, you've got, I mean, you, you essentially have a referee or a gatekeeper, um, th- whatever the network is, whether it's Twitter or Facebook or something like that. And, and one of the things that all of those companies seem to have realized that they're inherently in the position to do is to make those targeting decisions phenomenally accurate. I don't think that's true of, of email, you, you, you know, you can, you can make the mistake of buying a list that says it's, you know, it's just left-handed, redheaded accountants, but the likelihood that it's actually that accurately targeted, no. And you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to spam them in the first place. So yeah, di- very different purpose. I, I, I've, I've had this phrase running in my head that email is a civil media, not a social media, that it really works when I've said, yes, I want to hear from you and I will keep hearing from you. And, and you respect that, you know, that back and forth exchange of value between the two of us and it sticks around. And at the end of the day, I can unsubscribe or, or, you know, stick you in a filter and say, go away. I don't want to ever see it again. And I stay in control of that conversation. And it's my account, not someone else's account. And I, th- I think that's a big difference. Um, last question, because I don't want to chew up your day and I appreciate you letting me run over time a little bit. Um, text and email. I, I hear this one all the time and I laugh because I, I, I don't get that many text messages. And if I got one from someone in the volume, I get email, I just throw my phone across the room. Uh, how do you see those two coexisting? It's funny because MailUp Group, we we have a company uh, where we send an incredible amount of text messages. Do you? Yeah. And, and it's, and that's another technology that, you know, it was supposed to be dead way back and yeah. you know, everything was going to happen through push notifications or, or apps, et cetera. Yeah. <laughs> and but the reality is that there too, there are, there are specific things that text messages are just perfect for. Yes. And, you know, um, obviously all the security codes that you get and, you know, all, all that stuff, it's, uh, it's perfect. And for example, here in the, in California, this, uh, this summer, we've had uh, problems with uh, fire, etc. Oh, yeah. like, yeah. The fact that you can rely on text to, to receive those, those messages, uh, you know, when the internet is not working and whatever. And, and I mean, you were talking about fundamental, yes. fundamental uh, reasons to exist, yeah. which is why a tool like that is not going away. Now, is that a good marketing tool? No, normally it's not. In fact, in, in most countries, you know, they're all, the rules are very strict around that. Yeah. Um, and you know, with email too, I think privacy regulations are going personally, I think in the right direction. And, yeah, and these, agreed. these different tools actually do a good job within those privacy frameworks. Mm-hmm. You know, email is perfect for it. Yes, I told you that that you can message me, and if I change my mind, I'll unsubscribe. It's right. Like, yeah, right. you know, it's, it's perfect. And uh, so, uh, I think text uh, too is uh, 
is here to stay for yeah it's for, it's for it's definitely time. got it's definitely got its place um but it's as you said earlier it's not a substitute it's not going to supplant you know you know i always get someone who's you know this is going to take over the world i say do you have a radio in your car yeah i rest my case right right <laughs> we still got a, a radio core. in your car yeah ultimately if there's a core reason for something to exist mm-hmm. it will probably continue to exist unless either that core reason goes away which they normally don't for a yeah. long time yeah, or if time. really something comes along that does it so much better but that, that also doesn't happen that that often cool well i i thank you for making the time for a fascinating conversation once again if you're listening my guest has been massimo aragoni ceo of b their website is bfree.io and if you want to see the most gorgeous uh, email editor around and page editor i recommend you take a look thanks again for your time and i look forward to talking with you again in the future massimo thanks so much matthew have a great weekend all right you as well bye bye Hi, Dr. Matthew Dunn here. Thank you so much for listening to The Future of Email. If you're an email industry exec or marketer and you're interested in being a guest, please apply at campaigngenius.io slash futureofemail. If this interview was useful for you, please consider sharing it. Grab a screenshot and post it and text it and, of course, email it to your friends. If you know someone who you think would be a good guest, tag them in your post and include the hashtag future of email. I really appreciate seeing guest suggestions. It helps us a ton to keep the show interesting. We do put out new episodes and new content fairly regularly. To keep up, I would suggest subscribing. Your sharing, your rating, your reviews are the key to promoting to the show and they mean a ton to me and to the team here. If you want to know more, go to our website, campaigngenius.io slash future of email or Follow me on LinkedIn. Search for Dr. Matthew Dunn. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.